a lot of entrepreneurs fall into this problem where from their warehouse they are shipping hundreds of orders a day so it becomes monotonous ke order hi to hai yaar ship kar lena pack kar do bhej do but those 100 orders are single unique orders to every consumer so the moment you ensure that every single order that reaches a consumer is being packed or delivered in the way how you would want to receive them that is when you start making a sense making business for yourself Hello and welcome to this episode of Direct to a Billion Consumers. My name is Arjun Vedan. I'm your host. Today, I'm very excited to have Akash Anand with me. Akash is a friend and the founder of Bella Vita Organic, one of the leaders in the natural personal care space. After scaling Bella Vita, Akash has now raised capital and scaled to creating a house of brands called Idam House of Brands. We're going to peel through the journey with Akash as well as talk about a lot of issues. circumstances and the state of the D2C ecosystem today so there's lots to learn from this episode thank you so much for being on the podcast akash and taking out the time thanks arjun i mean i'm very very excited and happy to be here and loads of things to discuss with you like always so akash you know every time i i i do a podcast with a founder i think the most important part of the the podcast is sort of deep diving into the journey right and so i've heard your journey i know your journey but with our listeners share us the journey of how the brand started how you thought of it how you conceptualized it and then eventually how you guys scaled and hit product market fit sure so arjun the business was already existing we were by the name of bella vita organic salons and my mother and my sister were already running about two salons in gurgaon from 2012 to to till now I was doing odd jobs at that time I was working in marketing I was VP marketing for a few companies and I was doing business development in 2018 I realized that there was a huge market for e-commerce for online retail for natural skin and hair care products the what made me realize the same was you know the USP of a salons that my my, my sister were running were to use homemade or ayurveda products in the salon for example a hair mask they would not use a l'oreal hair mask instead they would do a egg and a curd and a honey mix and then wash it off with an ayurvedic shampoo which they were getting manufactured from a manufacturing facility in hyderabad slowly what we started seeing arjun was people and especially women used to come into the salon and ask for that you know can you please give me your 50 grams of your cream can you give me some of your shampoo i want to take some home and they start buying products that's when it clicked and i told my mother and my sister over it now that you know why don't we start our own brand called bella vita organic get third party manufacturing done and scale the business online you know rather than spending our energies and focus on creating a salon chain which cannot be global but it's um, you know confined to a certain demography demography let's why don't we start with retailing online because that's the easiest route to go to. and that's how we started arjun i started the business in sep i joined the business in july 2018 and september 18 we had the first sale so it took us from july to september to quickly package our products make the labels get the fgs out and launch them on amazon and flipkart and then akash from there i think 2018 that's when a lot of d2c brands started d2c was starting to mature as an ecosystem i think the first set of brands started in 16 17 and then 18 we had more and more brands tell us about sort of hitting scale like how did you actually understand there's product market fit okay lots of customers want this and and then get to scale right because in the environment that we are in a lot of founders come to me and say okay i have a good product i have a good brand but now what how do i get scale 
Fair. So, Arjun, when we started, you know, and like every entrepreneur, when you start, you discuss your business model products with close family members, friends, mentors, etc. It was very demotivating. The reason for demotivation was where everyone said that, you know, today you're going to be launching a face wash, a shampoo. How would you compete with the L'Oreal's, Pantene's, Tresemme's? Plus, that time, companies like Wow, Mama Earth had already started picking up traction. They were the best sellers on Amazon. And that was the exact seed which got planted. I mean, I took criticism in the most positive ways. And me as a founder that time decided that we will not start our brand or our products with a shampoo or a face wash or a face cream. And we did just that. We identified certain specialized products and we used ourselves as guinea pigs. So I looked at my body and a few clients' bodies in the salon as well. And I said, what are the few things which people want to serve? And I used to be a smoker. And I always say this, the best thing which smoking has given me in my life, the only positive thing has been Nicolips. So we launched Bella Vita Organic with three, four highly streamlined, highly, you know, concern-oriented products. For example, Nicolips, that was a lip stain remover, which helps clear, you know, dark patches on your lips. Then we launched our under-eye cream called Eye Lift, which is for dark circle fixation. Then we launched a body scrub that helps you remove your, you know, the dirt from your neck and your elbows and your knees and your toes, which people tend to ignore a lot of times and so on and so forth. I think those unique products, Arjun, got us organic growth. I remember Nicolas becoming the best seller on Amazon within the first three months of it being launched. And we were doing about 250 to 300 units a day. And that could have never happened with a face wash or a shampoo. So that uniqueness of the product gave us that, you know, initial scale or the initial market fraction and obviously once we started entering the houses of consumers that's when we started building the regular categories like our shampoos and face washes which become your daily high repeat products and essentially so coming back the uniqueness of our products and being very concern oriented was what that innovation is is what got a scale in our business so i think very important point that you said right like don't just go for what's selling Find something unique to give yourself a mode to be able to then sort of push for scale. And I think given the environment, given the number of brands, I think finding some sort of differentiator or some way to keep your brand unique from the rest of the market is is very important. So Akasha, I think all of us had a lot of fear and shock and stress when the pandemic hit. But then eventually for us, this time period actually worked out to be a time period where we were able to get lots of new customers and increase demand as a lot of offline shot, right? So talk to us about COVID hitting and then where this took your brand and and, and the scale from there, raising capital and, and all of the other things that happened. So I hate to say this, Arjun, but the pandemic was actually a blessing in disguise for D2C players. For people like us, I mean, I remember you went to Atavadia that time, doing started doing very well. Mama Earth, in fact, scaled during the pandemic. And a lot of brands that we know of scaled a lot in the pandemic. The reason being, one, a lot of your traditional businesses had stopped advertising on digital platforms. Facebook inventory was cheapest or cheapest ever. The impressions, the CPI was so cheap because people were sitting at home on their phones, on Google, Facebook, Insta. The approach to consumers became very convenient. And, you know, if I go back in time, I did not have my D2C website, but it was there. It was a very basic website. It was about 10,000 rupees of daily sale on my website before the pandemic. I remember the moment the lockdown happened, me and three members of my team learned Shopify in during that one week of time and created a Shopify store and started marketing like crazy. So I went from a March where my sales were hardly anything to an April doing about 2 lakh rupees a day on my website. And I think so the pandemic gave us an opportunity to be able to advertise to the consumers using digital platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Google, YouTube, etc. And 
the non availability of products across the shelves the shops being shut down people not leaving their homes the pandemic to us was similar to a demonetization being to a paytm or digital payments so that's where the pandemic helped where the media became really affordable and the approach to consumers became very very easy there was great penetration i totally agree i think it it was a time period for the d2c ecosystem where founders and brands had the opportunity to get some amount of leapfrog behavior to be able to engage with customers who had never shopped online and then hey when things opened eventually maybe some of these customers went back but at least you got the chance for them to try your product right? and leveraging that correctly was sort of what correct some of us well in that time period and then akash talk to us about now right so bella vita was obviously able to raise capital through that time period i think some point last year you guys raised significant amount of capital and then eventually morphed into a house of brands right so i think yeah. house of brands was a term that all of us started hearing a lot last year but tell us about that journey creating the house of brands bringing on other brands in the pet care space in the chocolate space in the drink space into this ecosystem and then working with these founders and scaling so arjun house of brands was never a strategy if i'll be lying to you if i tell you that during my pitches and i remember consulting you a lot as well during my fundraise if i go back in time and i tell you kr i was telling investors that once you fund me i will launch a house of brands i will launch four other brands acquire brands etc that was never the strategy it came it came in our lap it came just out of opportunity and i'll tell you how it came i raised funding when i was doing about 3 crores a month of sales in belavito organic which was a beta positive about 18 20 odd percent so I gained a knack or a skill or maybe the timing was correct where I knew exactly how to scale a brand from 0 to at least 1 and a half crores 2 crores a month profitably you know using marketplaces d2c and other alternate sales channels as a strategy the moment we raised funds there was a lot of pr and a few recent founders who just started their startups started approaching me that's how can you give us some mentorship why don't you come on board take some equity from us become a board member become a mentor etc and that's when i identified a few companies you know like bevzilla which is doing fantastically well in the coffee space right now what i saw that these founders who are currently at about 5 7 10 lakh rupees a month kind of a revenue with my expertise and my team's help they can easily move to a 1 to a 1.4 crore rupee 1.5 crore rupee monthly revenue while remaining positive and once we reach that milestone we further do a for you know capital raise and take the brand ahead so that worked arjun so for example bevzilla when we acquired that company it was doing a few lakhs here and there we are closing june at a 1.2 crores and that business remains to be a 8% beta positive business the chocolate business was doing about 2 lakh rupees a month that is about 25 30 lakh rupees a month today you know so on and so forth so that strategy was never a house of brands per se but the idea was to be able to help founders scale their businesses through d2c and e-commerce and if we can gain equity and make some money along the way then why not absolutely i think the experience that you have through your brand is generalized d2c experience that can be shared right so i think it makes total sense and it gives brands a platform to sort of propel themselves into the next set of challenges next set of levels for these founders so so i think akash i wanted to move now to sort of where we are as an ecosystem right i think there was a lot of excitement towards d2c last year and i think d2c was a term that people used to never hear and then we started hearing it 15 times a day right yeah and then lots of new brands came and there was lots of what you said earlier right in the conversation was that cpm was at its all time low because all the big brands stopped advertising and then we had an opportunity to scale right and and now we've reached a stage where offline is open to some extent at least hundreds of 
if not thousands of new brands have come seen the d2c opportunity the large fmcg companies have also seen this d2c opportunity and so cpm actually in my my opinion said it's all time high right and so Correct. it is posing challenges to our industry so what does a founder do today like i have so many founders come to me and say hey, now what do i do right like performance marketing is just i mean it's not scalable at this point right so what happens now the founder of today does nothing but hustle one hustle in the sense yes e-commerce is there d2c is there but we all know advertising is at an all time high right every single entrepreneur d2c founder has to now start looking at alternate channels of sales it's very crucial you know imagine a scenario facebook was to go down tomorrow what would you do and i think that's what people should now move to so that's one and that's exactly what i as a founder i'm also doing now number 2 you know arjun one thing i tell all the founders that i mentor you know who i'm not even an investor with but i mentor them is that you need to ensure that a your product has to be unique if you're just running doing the run of the mill things and your product is not unique not actually solving a purpose you know i in a lot of my meetings quote the three p's right that you should have in your product one is obviously product that means the product quality has to be top notch second is the price point that means the price point of your product should make sense a consumer should be able to buy it and buy it again 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 so the beat should be high and third is a purpose does that product solve a purpose does that product solve a purpose for a consumer so if your company would cease to exist tomorrow would a consumer miss you if you're able to answer a yes to all these three questions i think you are in the right space you're building a fantastic product fantastic business fantastic brand and no matter how high the marketing costs go you will still sustain all throughout your life you know and there are few examples in my industry as well that i always give and um, today when we look at a lot of you know when i did my survey a brand like biotech today if a biotech ceases to exist people will miss them i mean if you do not market studies there are people who swear by certain products of biotech similarly in in various industries so you know whenever i see the young founders and third very importantly is you know arjun the fact of creating a business and not just valuation today when i see founders who say care abhi to burn karke let us acquire customers or lifetime value pe khelenge then we will do repeat sales that is something which i don't agree with my idea is that customer acquisition at a npnl should be at the focus of every single round to ensure that they are making if not losing money not making money not losing money either from the first transaction so every single entrepreneur has to think like that so unique products the product solving the right purpose at the right price point and to ensure every single ordered delivered to a consumer is spot on because so i'll tell you another trap a lot of entrepreneurs fall into this problem where from their warehouse they are shipping hundreds of orders a day so it becomes monotonous ke order hi to hai yaar ship kar rahe na pack kar do bhej do but those 100 orders are single unique orders to every consumer so the moment you ensure that every single order that reaches the consumer is being packed or delivered in the way how you would want to receive them that is when you start making a sense making business for yourself i think the last point was really important right you talked about customer delight and i think that a customer buys something and while it may be the thousandth order for the day for that brand the customer wants that dopamine secretion when they open the product unbox the product so akash i wanted to deep dive with you on customer delight and operations and operational efficiency right because today customers are savvy my dad has placed 25 orders on amazon in the last year from placing zero orders and now he calls a brand that he shops to see who is in bombay and says i'm in bombay you're in bombay why is it taking 3 days to reach me right so customers are much more savvy and, and understand much more so how do we solve for customer delight for operational efficiency for quicker delivery like what are some tips that you'd give to to new age founders and why does this help 
So it's in phases, no? So Arjun, and it's it's a human nature. The moment you order, you want to receive your product ASAP. And that's why people like Blinkit, you know, Zepto are making so much noise about 10 minutes delivery. Consumer is getting impatient by the day. And these trends will keep changing and the expectation will keep improving, increasing by the consumer. I'll break this into two. So one is for a founder who just started a fairly new brand. I think they should first of all leverage the multiple warehousing solutions provided by the e-commerce players, right? The marketplaces, Amazon, Flipkart, Nike, they all give you multiple warehousing. So ensure that before setting up your D2C, you are already there in multiple warehouses across all these platforms so that every single consumer who's coming to shop for your products gets to see that you're delivering to them in the next one, one and a half or two days max. And as you scale, we have to ensure that we take services of a ship rocket picker, etc. and ensure that we do cluster mapping. Similar, where now there is a company called Warehouse IQ. A lot of companies are there that are able to give you cluster management where your product could be across 12 states or 15 cities or 20 cities or 5 cities also your top cities where the consumers ordering your product gets the delivery within one one and a half two days and i think that's the problem that we've solved for in the last six months and every founder from day one should be able to solve for that problem very very important and i think the longer it takes to receive the order the higher the chance of a poor customer experience and the one thing that we are most stressed about right which is rtos or cod refusal and that's what keeps d2c founders up at night so akash you know i think we've gone through a lot about the past the present and i wanted to talk to you about the future right we're talking about this decade of d2c we're talking about sort of hundreds of insurgent brands actually taking market share and delighting customers but in your eyes what are the three key trends that that we'll see over the next five years in our i wouldn't even say d2c ecosystem i'll say new age brand ecosystem like what are you looking forward to what are you excited to see and, and what do you think will happen I think I'm looking forward to a few trends, three trends, Arjun. One is innovation. You know, with these new D2C companies or new companies, we're seeing a lot of innovations. Give an example, we acquired a company called Springwell Mattresses recently. We bought the entire business. I think the first thing we're doing there is to how to further innovate a product category like a mattress. So it's going to be very important, like Bevzilla, for example. It's a coffee company, but we are the only coffee company in India who does coffee cubes. So that's again innovation. So I think one thing which a lot of these new age startups can provide consumers with is innovation because you and me both know for a Unilever or a Dabur or the big giants to innovate, they need, it's a mammoth of a task, minimum six to 12 months. Whereas for a startup founder, it takes only about two odd months or three months tops to launch an innovation on the market and do a sample test with a very small audience and then scale it up. So I think innovation would be a massive new trend that we'll see over the next few years. Second is, you know, Arjun, but apart from innovation, I actually don't see anything because innovation is what leads to every single thing. If you're innovative, you'll have more consumer love. If you have consumer love, you'll have less RTOs, you'll have a more LTV, you have a better LTV, you have a better profitability. And profitability being the key, Arjun, remember the last, con- you know, the conference you and me were at together. Last year, that same conference was only talking about top lines and scale. Whereas this year, that same conference was only talking about bottom lines and profitability and being a beta positive. So I think innovation mapped with the sensibility of doing business is what's gonna be the massive highlight for the next few years for all these new age brands coming in. And Akash, if I was to talk about the personal care industry, right? that's where you started personal care and cosmetics. With the amount of competition that's coming in, right? Still, I see sort of founders 
getting into the space and and very excited about the space i know you talked about uniqueness of product and you talked about quality of product but anything else you'd like to say about or, or tell a sort of new age founder or young founder getting into the personal care cosmetics ecosystem i'd say they have to be very selective uniqueness obviously i have already mentioned that but i'd say that they would have to do okay if you want to enter this industry now don't make the mistake of launching with a bang that means don't make the mistake of launching with a 25 30 40 product portfolio and there's something i've been telling a lot of people recently is that if you really want to test the waters launch with only 3 or 4 or 5 products ensure you get a deeper penetration with those four or five products in the market and then you build on your category a mistake i'm seeing a lot of founders make today arjun are that they borrow money or do a friends and family round or put their own savings and end up spending a lot of money only in product creation whereas 50% of that could have been spent in the right marketing efforts to start with so starting small taking it slow and doing the business wisely is the advice i would like to give to any new age founder except for obviously in addition to innovation that's the key but yeah having a smaller portfolio is more important yeah i think uh, i i would totally resonate and and agree with that right i think it's a different world we are in and so we have to solve for the market we are in where competition is increasing significantly now it's not a it's not a completely sort of open playing field and so now being selective choosing your niches i think that's that's important and and solid feedback and advice akash we've got to the end of our conversation but as is customary on the podcast and i'm sure you've heard it i always end with a rapid fire round so you have to say the first thing that comes to your mind when i say these things and and i'm not going to give you so much time so what's your favorite brand you can't say yours <laughs> what's my favorite brand yeah that's no i i would say noise 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 right now one aspect of entrepreneurship you don't really enjoy being repetitive android or ios for you android what's your favorite product in your portfolio the bevzilla coffee cube one founder you look up to varun alag online or offline consumption for you online and the last one what's a bucket list item you want to tick off next evios having my own evios it's basically more to do with a sync model of online and offline but yeah abos will sum that up so i think amazing way to end the conversation the buzzword for 2022 is omni channel and that's how akash ended the conversation thank you so much to you all for listening until the next episode i'd love to hear back from you on feedback questions or anything else as always i'm available on ab vedya on instagram and on linkedin arjun vedya i'd love to chat don't forget to click the subscribe icon if you like what you heard please share with your friends and family Akash it's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast I think we deep dived into a lot of existential philosophical questions that our industry is facing and so I'm sure everyone listening will get a lot of value from this one Thank you so much Arjun pleasure to be here yeah.